What's going on, everybody? What's up? It is, man, I'll tell you what. It has been a crazy, crazy week since last week. I got so many different things going on. Ah, oh, my gosh. But tell so, us about your news. Oh, so so I am now, I don't even know exactly the title of it, but uh, I am now the event coordinator, director, music director. I don't know. We'll figure out some really cool name, but I am taking care of all the events at the Thompson house and we are working hardcore to not just have a bar and grill with doing cover shows. We are pushing hardcore in, into put marketing it as a music venue. And I'm really excited about this opportunity. It is, it is killer. I've always wanted to have my hands in, uh, on my own music venue and, uh, the team I have there is it's that they have the same outlook we got it, it's it's just going to be great so I'm really excited to see what comes about awesome. this new endeavor over there so That's yeah awesome. it's awesome what about you oh yeah just working working just working working, working. <laughs> yeah 
But um, without further ado, yeah, for sure. We got. I, I think we got somebody here. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure well where in they're. When you gonna come in, man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I would like to introduce um, a friend of mine, Ted Gregorick. You said, you said it correctly. I know. I, I, I'm in, I like was almost shy because usually you're like, I'm not sure about that. You're going to need to, you need to take care of that. Oh, yeah. Normally I am. But no, no. I, I know his name. I know his name. Hi, Ted. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I would love to have you in any time. Absolutely. I, I'm excited. I, I've already heard part of the story, so I can't wait for him to share some of his tales. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll tell the ones that I can tell on the radio. <laughs> on the you can save the other ones for me. I'll just yeah. There you go. There you go. Over a, over a cocktail. Do you have any shout-outs, plugs, sponsors, websites? Well, I just, uh, you know, just um, my company, T. Gregor AV Consulting, mm-hmm. we do um, basically... Anything that has to do with sound, lighting, video, staging, production, uh, I design, sell, install, maintain, repair. Do it all. Yeah, I was I was fixing a animatronic bear this morning. Oh wow! <laughs> Not many people can say that. No, um, <laughs> Pat Sullivan at Sullivan Hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he bought Allisonville Nursery last year, and he's doing a Halloween train for little kids up at the Allisonville in 116th street. Oh, that's cool. And one of the, somebody broke one of the bears and I had to fix the bear this morning. Oh, so you do, you do kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Wyatt. It's fucking hot in here, man. Is anybody else hot or is it just Miranda? Fat girl problems. We've had this conversation. (laughs) Uh, It's a little clammy. It's clammy, clammy. but it's, you know, I think it's been worse. Thanks. I feel, sorry, hot flash over there. <laughs> uh, so tonight, tonight, yeah. tonight, the hop. <laughs> hot flash in. Yeah, I feel the love. Um, For so sure. born and raised in Indiana. No, I was born in Toledo, Ohio, and we moved to South Bend when I was in the second grade, and I went to South Bend Riley. Okay. And then I went to IU Bloomington. I'm the first person to graduate from the IU School of Music with a degree in audio technology. And see, nice. That, what did what did that even mean back then? Like, well, I we well part of the, the cool thing about that particular time period was they had just gotten a whole bunch of new equipment because uh-huh. the, the 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 program had just been officiated, whatever that looks like. Right. So I. That one of the, our like senior project was building the new recording studios. Oh wow! So we, cool. you know, that we got new multi-track tape machines and new consoles and new processing gear, and we had to put it all together and make it work. That's awesome. And what? that was part of our, you that, know, that was the yeah. senior project. When, when was, was a senior project? When was uh, when was that? That would have been nineteen eighty-one. Oh, okay. That was the year I was born. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm old. I've been around the block a couple of times. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a uh, IU or, or alumni. I got my uh, uh, master's in media arts and science from IU. Nice, nice. I love IU. So, do you remember? And all the debt they put me in. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Do you remember um, when you fell in love with music? Yes, it was watching. Josie and the Pussycats on TV on Saturday morning. (laughs) I was in love with the drummer girl. Anyway, uh, now I started playing drums when I was in the sixth grade. Nice. I tried accordion and viola before that and just wasn't wasn't digging on it. My mom insists that I insisted to play the accordion. I don't remember any of that, but... I was pretty young. <laughs> and uh, so we tried that. And then in the fourth grade, I tried the viola. And then sixth grade came around, and they would let you play the drums. And I was like, that was it. And I was on and running. And then when I was 14, I bought a PA system. And right. when I, uh, you know, and then I was in marching band and a drum corps at the same time. Oh, wow. So our drum corps was national champions one year. And then... Um, I got to college and I started out as a music education major. 
And then I found this audio program and I was like, oh, I am all about that. And so that's, I got into that and that's been, you know, that was a very long time ago. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> so I know that you've, you've obviously always had a passion for music, but do you remember like when it was that you transitioned and said, hey, I really want to do this for money? Well, I was in college and I was like, knee, you know, nose deep in this audio program. Mm -hmm. And I realized one day that I was a much better audio engineer than I was a drummer. Oh. I was an okay drummer. I was a really good audio engineer. And I, I'd wake myself up at night thinking about different ways to plug things together. And I'd have to, you know, I kept a notebook by my bed so I could write it down so I didn't forget. And, and I just got, just went whole hog into doing that. And, uh, um, so I thought about, you know, my big goal at the time was to go work in some big recording studio. Mm -hmm. I'd also taken all the electronic music, the IU school of music had to offer. Okay. So we had a synthesizer, took a hundred patch cords, make it do anything. It was like four feet wide and three oh feet my tall. Gosh. Oh, wow. And it just, you know, and it took a hundred patch cords to do anything. Well, then right when I graduated, Yamaha came out with the DX7 and threw all that stuff into antiquity. But right. I thought I was going to go do a, be a, you know, big studio engineer. Well, I wound up going to work for a small sound company around here, and I bounced around through most of the small sound companies around here. Okay. And then I got hooked up with a band out of Nashville, a heavy metal band out of Nashville, believe it or not. And <laughs> I wound up getting stuck in Florida. And they, I got a call to do stagehand for the 1988 Van Halen's Monsters of Rock. Nice. That is awesome. So that I went out awesome. there for, they told me I was just going to do the load in and the load out. Well, I got stuck there for 11 days. <sighs> I had one change of clothes. I was crashing at a friend's house and I'd like <laughs> go home, take the dirty clothes I had on, put them in the washing machine, put the clean clothes on and sleep in them. Right. And get up and go to work in those in the morning and just like repeat process. Right. Uh, for 11 days. And then I got home and it, well, it, we were doing the load out finally. And, it was eight in the morning. Oh, wow. I mean, this show was the biggest show that had ever gone out ever up until like you two did Zuropa. Okay. Wow. So this was the biggest, there was like, there was a couple hundred people in like 58 trucks on the road that summer. Oh wow. On just this one tour. And so I busted my butt in front of the right guy on the loadout and I, and here, okay. Learning. Uh -huh. Learning point number one, uh -huh. don't go anywhere without your resume. Oh, yeah. A paper copy. Yeah. And so I looked at this guy and I said, hey, can I give you a resume? And he goes, oh, sure, I'm not done hiring for this thing yet. He talked like that. He really did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I ran out to the van, my uncle's van I borrowed, and I got my resume and I ran and I handed it to him. I found him and handed it to him and he wadded it up and stuck it in his pocket. Well, we had three more days of loadout to tear the stage down. Right. So I get back to Orlando. This was in Tampa. And I get back to Orlando to my aunt's house. And and, uh, and she says, somebody called for you. I'm like, who was it? She goes, I don't know. What did he want? I don't know. He's going to call back at 1030 tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Well, my, my, my aunt, and if I live south of the Ohio River, I would preface this with bless her heart. Um, but... <laughs> she was, you know, a hillbilly from North Carolina living in Florida. And this guy that called was like Scottish. And she didn't understand a word he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so I, 10, 10, 10, 15, I go sit it by the phone yes. and guard the phone. Because there was teenagers in the house and I was afraid they were going to. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, so I sit there and guard the phone and about 1040. Five, the phone rings. I answer it, and it's this Scottish guy on the other line. And he said, hey, there's plane tickets at the Orlando airport. Go get on a plane. Go to Philadelphia. You're a monster of rock. That is awesome. So I got hired by the fourth largest sound company on the planet to go do that. That Tampa show was the first show. Right. The tour. Wow. So I went out, and um, 
I called these I call these moments of clarity. Okay. <laughs> and my first moment of clarity when I got out there was to shut up and pay attention. Okay. And I was like, just don't talk. Right. Just listen. And I got out there and then uh and there was another kid that he hired from the same show. Really? And he didn't learn that lesson. He cut, he ran his mouth all the time. Oh. So subsequently, after that tour, he went out and did the with do, finished Van Halen's OU812 tour. Okay. And I went out on Pat Benatar. Well, he didn't make it through eight OU812 till he got sent home. Oh wow, talking too much. Yeah. And I made it all the way through for nine years. That is awesome. So, That's that some hard super ass awesome. Work. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's everybody, you know, I've had people have their kids call me and want to go, you know, want a summer job. Mm -hmm. And they, and then I'm like, what do you think I do? And they go, hang around with rock stars. I'm like, no. (laughs) And I explain to them about what 4-Odd is. It's the cable we use to power everything up. Okay. And 250 feet of it weighs a thousand pounds. Jesus. And fills a big road case. So we have to run that out. That's the first thing we do every morning is run our feeder. So we can, you know, know, when you've got, when you've got a hundred thousand watts of PA, you have to get power to it. Right. Right. And it's, you know, we are usually tying into at least a 400 amp service. Wow. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. So, and we, uh, so anyway, so we were, you know, and that these kids were like, well, that sounds like work. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, it is work. <laughs> we don't want to do that. That's we want to hang around with rock stars, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were going to hang out with the rock stars. Um, so you, you've worked for some local places who are actually very, pretty big. Um, talk about Emmis and... Yeah, Emmis was my, my, uh, my, my foray in 12 years ago into radio. And, and what was that transition like for you? Well, I started out going, doing remote broadcasts, doing the Colts. Okay. And let's just say Bob Lamy and I didn't see eye to eye. Gotcha. <laughs> and I did about two-thirds of the season. and was like, yeah, I've had enough of that. So, uh, and then uh, Jake, my boss at, at the time, um, said, hey, I want you to just do part-time stuff around here. I'm like, so they, you know, I'd go out and do broadcasts and whatever and fix stuff and run wire and do, you know, all the stuff that I do. But you get to do all of it. Right. Yeah. I've had a lot of jobs. <laughs> the weird, the weirdest one was being a set dresser for Carl Lagerfeld. A set dresser. Yeah. And what is that? Well, okay. Do you remember Carl Lagerfeld photo? It was a men's cologne. Maybe. You, you aren't old enough. Anyway, it was, a, it was a, <laughs> well, when they rolled it out, they were going to, big hotel ballrooms and inviting all the department store people to come and they decorate they wanted this all decorated like a uh, photo studio so they had cameras with tripods and and lights and strings with photos hanging on them and little cans of film and all over the tables and well a buddy of mine that I built sets with at Beef and Boards okay (laughs) um (laughs) He called me and says, hey, they need stagehands for this thing. You want to go do it? And I said, sure. So I went and did it. And we did the load in and got it all set up. And these two guys that were doing this, they were creative guys, but mm. they weren't work guys. Okay. And their, their outs were taking eight, ten hours. And when I saw what a, what a 12 monkeys in a football this was going to turn into, I just... You know, I grabbed a box and I grabbed one of the other stagehands. I says, you go put all the film canisters in here and you go get all the pictures and put them in this box and you go get all the tripods and cameras and put them here. And Uh I got them out in like two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, wow. And these two guys look at me and go, can you do any more of these? I'm like, (laughs) sure. So I wound up going across the country decorating a ballroom for Carl (laughs) Lagerfeld. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That's the weirdest job I've ever had. <laughs> with, okay, so with all of the jobs that you have had, can you pinpoint one favorite or maybe who were you most starstruck by? Okay, well, I learned very early on not to be starstruck. 
Okay. Because if you, if you just, if you don't fangirl out on people, right, they will like you a whole lot more. Yeah. So, yeah. like, Pat McAfee was on the radio with us all the time. Yeah. So I'd see Pat McAfee. He was right down the on the corner here signing autographs in front of the farmers market. Okay. And and we're we're walking right down here, and mm-hmm. and we're going to lunch. And he's standing out there, and he looks over and sees me, and he goes, hey, man, how's it going? And I went, hey, Pat. And there's 100 people standing in line looking at me like, who the hell is he? That is awesome. You know, and then we're doing a, a an event in the lobby of the uh, Emmis building for um, the Combine. Okay. All the, the NFL, yeah. all the All the media people were there. And Pat had his little podcast at the time, so he was a media person. Uh-huh. He was still playing at the time. Okay. And so he came in, and all these people, there's 80 people in the room that want to talk to him, mm-hmm. and he comes over to me. Right. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, Pat, how you, how's the wife? <laughs> you know, the girlfriend. That, yeah. Anyway, and uh, so, but I always say Billy Joel, Pat Benatar, Natalie Merchant, uh-huh. and the two girls from Bombshell, Christy Osmondson and Kelly... Shepherd. Okay. Uh, I would cross broken glass and hot coals for in my hands and knees if they called. Gotcha. Okay. I Billy like Squire that. and Bobby Brown, I wouldn't cross the street to piss on them if they're on fire. There we go. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that's what's up. So what conditions to be in if you need pissed on? <laughs> I'm a next Monday what? love. <laughs> what what is that certain look? <laughs> So, um, it, it says on your Facebook page that you're a freelance musician. Yeah, we, I do that for fun. My, my wife and I have a band called the rents, like hide the bong. The rents are coming. That's funny. That's what we called our parents when I was in college. Yeah. The rents. So, um, that we were all every, at the time we formed the band, everybody in the band had kids. Okay. So we have been through a bunch of musicians. I don't think that's true anymore, but, right. um, but that's how we got the name and we just do classic rock and, and, uh, start in about 67 and work our way up into the eighties. And gotcha. then we do a pretenders tribute show. Really? My wife, Lori does Chrissy really, really well. And that's we awesome. do, we've done a, a, like a 22 song tribute wow. show. And we've had PK Lavengood play with us on that a few times when he's around. And uh, but that we sold yes. out the uh, well, it's called the uh, the the Lo-Fi now. It used to be called the Do Three One Seven Lounge. Yes. And we sold that out the first time we did the Pretender show. Oh wow! That's awesome. And, and my son's band warmed up for us, and they were like fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. That's awesome. <laughs> so they're playing. They started That's playing awesome. bars when they were teenagers. That's what's up. Hi guys. So, yeah, I it, it's just we do I do it for fun. I I became the drummer I hate as a sound engineer. I have, oh no. I have an 11-piece drum kit with 14 cymbals. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. So you're wrapped in cymbals. Yeah. And, and they're 1973 Slingerlands. They're like this it's the same drum. It was like my first real drum set. Yeah. I just found more drums that matched and just keep at, kept adding to it. And I've got, Oh wow. I think I have 14 total matching pieces now. I just don't play them all at once. That is crazy, Ted. Yeah. I don't usually take that many drums. I usually just take six when I go play because the most of the places we play, that's all that fits. Smaller stages. Yeah. Yeah. But if I play something big outside, I'll take the whole thing. I don't care. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the sound guys can hate me. (laughs) Um, what, what would be your favorite venue to play around Indy? I'll tell you, we got to play the Vogue in 19, 2019. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool because it just, it is such a, an iconic room around here. Yeah. And great uh, sound. And yeah. And I, you know, and yeah, we have a monitor engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only thing I didn't like about that one is it was like a big multi-band thing, and we had I had to play the house kit. 
Oh yeah. And I just I, I hate playing other My drummer people's drums. Hates that. Yeah, it's just no fun. But man, I can set it up really quick. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably. But I like playing outside anywhere because yeah. it just it's you remove acoustics from the equation. Right. And it it sounds good. Yeah. You know so. Um, I just like we just like to play. I don't care if we're playing for. A, we played a last couple of years in August. We play out in uh, uh, Freeport Settlers Day. Oh, the Settlers and, Day and yeah. uh, Claudia's deal out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we played. Yeah, we we played that the last two years. That's okay. And we used to play the Cornstalk out there at the base of the radio tower in Shelbyville. Oh really? Yeah, we did that a couple of times, and just, it just you know, we just go, just like to go play. Yeah. We uh, and we always play Radiothon for WIBC. Gotcha. Uh, okay. You know, we play three songs across an hour. They like beg for money, play a song, beg for money, play a song, beg for money, play right. a song. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Next. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool that you do that. And that's that. Last year we raised over a million dollars for the Salvation Army. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So wow. That's huge. That is so cool. That's really crazy. How many acts was all there? Um, I think we did eight okay. across the day. That's yeah. really good, and, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, but I mean, you just only play like three songs over the hour. And, yeah. but you know, it's like, and, it's, and they really want you to do some Christmas songs. And, but like one year we did like the Twisted Sister version of Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And we do the Joan Jett version of Drummer Boy. And we do, that's awesome. And we've got a version of the Grinch that just, it's kind of like the Led Zeppelin version of the Grinch that stole Christmas. That would be awesome to watch. So, but it's fun. Yeah. Last yeah. year I fell off the stage. Oh, no. My drums were at the back of the stage and I, and I scooted my my, my throne and, and the leg went off the bed and I would just went head over heels backwards on, into oh. fell into a 14 foot Christmas tree. Oh, well, it's probably, it probably for the stage was only like a foot tall. So it's not, like oh. I, it's not like I hurt I'm myself. Sitting here, I'm sitting there like, holy cow. Yeah, no, it's, it's adding sound effects. But yeah, yeah. I, I landed in the Christmas tree. The small so kids are crying. The, the only thing bruised was my ego. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, at least, I mean, at least you landed on a tree. I mean, it could have been worse. I sound, I mean, <laughs> seriously. Well, and they got they got five minutes out of it on the radio, you know. Of, of, that was enough. That was five minutes of material just teasing me about falling into the Christmas <laughs> That's tree. That's funny. So, so with 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 the the changing of technologies and things from the beginning of when you started working with audio and to compare to now, how has that worked? Well, I went kicking and screaming into digital consoles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a I'm an analog guy. I'm I'm used yeah. to a console that's eight feet long with a thousand knobs on it. Right. And going it's into more tangible. And well, and going into digital consoles was the I I did monitors for Ashton Shepard with no rehearsals on a console I'd never seen before. Oh. And wow. I looked at the at the the house tech the kid that was there with that system. I said, "You're going to have to help me because I don't know what I'm doing here." And that particular console, that big Yamaha, the one thing I hate about it is that it's got a lot of, you can configure it to your own liking. Right. And every time I saw it, it was configured differently because I never carried one. Yeah. So the house tech configured it to his liking. So gotcha. it was hard. I never really got gotcha, around, yeah. around on that console. But, I mean, I own one now. What, what, do you, what do you work with now? I've got a Behringer X32. You can't. Okay. Those are good. Watt per dollar, you know, I mean, bang yeah. for your buck that you can't get anything else that's, you know, I mean, the Midas sounds better. Well, yeah, maybe it sounds a little better, but it's $1,000 more and yeah. it doesn't, you, you don't have $1,000 worth of functionality more, you know? Right. And so, uh, but I'm also, I'm an Allen and Heath dealer, so I do a lot of the, the SQ and the QU series Allen and Heath consoles, okay. and uh, which I like really well. And, uh, but I've, I mean, I've mixed on virtually everything that's out there. Well, the new, the new series of Yamaha consoles I haven't seen yet. Okay. I've, I just, I hate Yamaha consoles from day one and I just, I don't see any reason to go try and <laughs> like something I know I won't like. Right. I gotcha. Right. They had to hire Rupert Neve to make them sound like anything. <laughs> so it's like. 
The, uh, I, have you worked at all with the, like the Persona Studio Lives and things like that? Yeah, like, Tufty's yeah. got one over at Radio Radio, and the my prop that's the cheapest console on the planet. Okay, that really? it, it, yeah, it's cheaper than the Behringer, but they quadruple dutied all the all the knobs. Yeah. So, and I can't remember what I was trying to do, but I was trying to meter something and change something else, and it just it wouldn't do it. I'm like, I just frustrated yeah. me. But Ch- Tufty's got his hooked up to the computer, so you can see all the controls on the computer, yeah. and you can control things from there. So that makes it more tolerable for me. Yeah, but I can see that. But that one, I'm just it's just kind of that's still kind of a toy for me. Gotcha. And I just I don't. I don't care for it all that well. Okay. So how did you become an Allen and Heath dealer? Oh, I'm a dealer for my, I, my company. I design and, and I, and I sell mm-hmm. everything. I most everything I No, I do sell everything that I install. Um, yeah. because I, if I can't, I've got a couple distributors that if I can't get it through a direct line, I can, these distributors have 30 or a hundred lines of stuff. I can get it through them. Um, it, it just, it's, it's how I make money. Right. I, I, uh, I pay, I kind of got, I, I call it the non boutique stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something that is, the, that is the new hottest thing and it's really expensive. And I'm like, you know, the widow Henderson and pew three can't tell the difference. Right. <laughs> so I've, I've settled on stuff cause you know, especially in my church and school clients, spending their money is a big deal to me. Right. That's, you know, cause that's the widow Henderson puts her check mm. in the f- plate every month, right. or every, every week. And you're spending her money. It's not like magic Play-Doh money. And, uh, you, so I got lines of equipment that are good, solid, good sounding, reputable, mm-hmm equipment that's not that boutique brand there you know they they're you can spend you know twenty thousand dollars on an amplifier but nobody's going to tell the difference between that and fifteen hundred dollar amplifier right i mean i mean if you get a bunch of you know audio files together they'll sit there and pretend they can tell the difference but when you're in a pa in a church you know it 99% 99% of the people that are listening to it can't tell the difference. So, so do you go into venues and help design like their, their layout? Their whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, it depends. Huh. We need to talk. When, when, <laughs> when, like when I did, the, when the Sycamore school did their big remodel and they actually hired me as a consultant on the theater design because the architect said, I don't know anything about building a theater. And I was like, okay. So I'd go to the design meetings and they'd, you know, say, well, what about this? And I go, well, I need conduit from here to here and power from here, here, and here. And it's all got to be on an isolated ground. And right, you know. right. And so, uh, but I'll go in and then I, and I'll do acoustics. Um, and I did uh, their band room at the, somebody had come in and put foam on all the walls. And they said, but they stayed this weird, echo thing and they said well we, we put this foam up and it's still there and I go that's because the problem is the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm <laughs> that's, 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 that's not the problem the problem's up there and they go really I went, yep so they had <laughs> I made these big panels that basically were a, a acoustically isolated that ceiling from the floor that's and awesome. all went away like, that's awesome yeah so it just so your brain works completely differently than most people. Yes. Have you ever had an IQ test? I have. How are you? Hi. Um, there's a there's a part of it where they give you these little colored blocks, mm-hmm. and you have to make patterns. Okay. And the guy that tested me said he's never seen anybody do it that fast. Wow. You're a genius. No, I just do a few things really well. <laughs> you're okay, a, you're a shortchanging yourself. Learning learning point number two. <laughs> okay, you need to know what you know. Yes, and you need to know what you don't know. Yes, that's a good point. And be though. honest about it. I mean, and, you know, it's like really is. Do I know this cable works? Right. 
Do I know this microphone works? Do I know this channel of the snake works? Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you're troubleshooting, you start at one end and work your way through to the other end. If you start in the middle, you don't know what you're right. doing. Right. You don't know what you yep. know, and you don't know what you don't know. That's right. So, Oh, yeah. Um, so when looking at your pictures and your, and your logo, because I, I was the one that told Joe, go with, go with the brain guy. <laughs> That's how yeah, like. by Ted's brain. Yeah, yeah. that was... Uh, people either love that or hate it. My wife hates it because she doesn't pe think people know that that's a slide rule in my hands. And so, and maybe people don't because people, you know, because nobody's used a slide rule for 50 years. Right. You know, I, I know what it was, but when I'm looking at it, I thought there was almost a switch and uh, yeah. I thought you're kind of looking at. Well, when you look, when you look at the, that you guys pulled it, what you're looking at, we're looking at a picture of it. Yeah. on the TV monitor and what that's a, it's much bigger than what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a business card size. So when you look <laughs> at it on the business card, it makes it, it makes a more sense, but people either love that or hate it one one or the other, but it's like, there's a picture of the top of my head's removed and my brain sticking out and I'm playing with, I'm studying a, a slide rule and it, it with the internet, I'm constantly battling cost on gear. Yeah. I mean, I am basically tied to whatever Sweetwater sells something for. Yeah. I have to beat them by $10 just so I can say I beat them, you know? Right. And then, so what you're buying is you're buying my brain. Uh-huh. You're buying my knowledge. You're buying my experience. You're buying, you know, my wisdom right. of having been in the business since I, you know, playing with speakers and amplifiers and microphones since I was 14. So Right. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't take into consideration. They'll ask you, oh, well, you know, how much do you charge? And they're like, oh, my God. Well, you're, you're like you said earlier, you can buy all the equipment. Plumbers charge $125. I know. You right. know, I, I mean, it's like that's more than I charge hourly. Yeah. So, you know. But you got I mean, you got to really consider that. I mean, all the experience and education and, and, and you know, just coming in like just like I, I'm going to talk to you afterwards for the audio for okay. for my venue. I, I'm serious, and uh, you know that you want professional. I mean, so yeah, you can get somebody that don't really know shit. But what, uh, let me rewind. I'm, I started rambling about that. So so you trying to outprice somebody like Sweetwater? That's got to be tough. It is. Yeah, I mean, because they and got I, so and when, much. When, when they sell stuff for below my dealer cost, I call my manufacturers and complain about it. Yeah. And they yeah, go. Because that's not fair to you guys. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, Because they cause, bought so much bulk. Well, I'll get an email that says, buy 10 of these and get an extra 10% off. Right. Well, they'll buy a thousand of them or ten thousand of them, and mm -hmm. that extra ten percent off they got's their margin now. Right. So then they blow them out the door at dealer cost. Right. So it, it you know it's just but that's what that's the world we live in the global economy we live in and I have to deal with it and then you know but when your uh, music minister steals your console and disappears. That's oh. a problem. And you call me on a Thursday. Yeah. I bring you a console and put the console down so you can at least have service on Sunday. Right. Sweetwater doesn't do that. Yeah. Right. You know, they're like, sure, we'll sell you another one. Yeah. It'd get to you in three to five business days. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, so I try, you know, service and, and oh my God, the handhold, especially with churches. Yeah. I had a church over in Irvington that like, oh, we've got a problem. I go over there. I go, remember this button I told you not to push? The push yeah, it. don't push that. And I must have gone over there 20 times. And the other thing was, so when I put, if I've got a long, skinny room, I'll put speakers in the front and I'll put speakers halfway back and delay them to the front. Okay. So they're time aligned. Right. So it all sounds like it's coming out together. Okay. Right. And I said, People will tell you these aren't working. Gotcha. Because it sounds like it's coming from up front. Right. And it's all... And, and I'd, I'd go over and I'd put some music on and I'd turn the front speakers off. Yeah. And they'd go, oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and I did that 10 times. 
That's funny. Because it's like they, they didn't believe me or something in the first six. Right, right. But the hand-holding part of it is just something you, I got I to gotta do. Yeah. I, when I, if I put a new sound system in a church, I'll go to their church service the first time, mm-hmm. and probably I'll show up a couple more times. I may not stay for the whole time, but I'll you know, stand over the guy's shoulder and go, you all right? Right. And, and he goes, hey, what about that? You know, he'll ask me a question. I'll answer it. And I do training sessions, you know, when I put a new system in. I, gotcha. I had a church, big church in Chicago that they, they rejected my bid because my sister-in-law goes to that church. Really? Yeah. And my bid was 30 grand less than the one they picked. That's insane. And they put this system in. And don't sound right. And it sounded awful. And then they told them they needed $35,000 worth of acoustic treatment. You got to take it. And I said, I said, oh. I said to my sister-in-law, I said, look, pay me a day's wages to come up there. Hey. Hey, sir. Hey, guys. Sir. Hey. Sir, at the back sir. of the car. At the back of the car. Hey, the yellow dude, jacket. right there at the car. Hey, mister. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Was he going to give you a ticket? Tell him it's my fault. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. It's probably locked. Anyway. Go um, ahead, Joe. Uh, so anyway. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> so I go up there, and I bring my real-time analyzer, and I get in. They've got, like, the processor for the sound systems. Like, you got to hook a computer up to it to do anything. Yeah. So I hook my computer up, and I'm like, gee, nobody EQ'd this room. And so I EQ'd the room, and I got up and re-aimed all the speakers, and gee, you don't need $45,000 worth of acoustic treatment now. How, how do you go about, like, when you go into a, I mean, you know, I, I, I come in a room, and I've been around the, the scene and different recording rooms and things, and you can hear things at times, but how do you get that ear? What, what practice outside, I mean... What helps you? Is there tools that can help you? Like you come into a room and go, okay, I, we need this, this, and this, and we need this. Well, or is it all there's, just there's some stuff that you can, you know, just it's just by experience that like I knew that curved ceiling in that, that, that uh, in, one, in that, in the school yeah. band room was just a, I was like, room. Yeah, yeah, it just, I was like, because it was, it was making this noise like, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> And, and was I was it like, type of, type of material? Well, it's called the echelon effect. Okay. And it was just, it was the shape of the ceiling. It was curved. I got you. So basically, you know how the, on the sidelines of the football game, they got those little parabolic plastic yeah, dish yeah, microphones. Yeah, yeah. Where you could hear far away. Well, yeah. those work backwards. So if you put sound in them, they focus the sound out. Ah, okay. If you'd put a speaker pointing into one of those parabolic dishes, yeah. it would become a, a, a very directional speaker. Wow, I never thought of it like that. So uh, that's what, um, uh, so yeah, so it's just, it's like, I, I, I don't know, I've just, I know what I'm looking at and, and how things, how sound reacts in a room. So, I, okay, that's amazing. Well, I know I worked with, um, there's a studio up north. Uh, I think they've moved, but he had the sound stage that they did a lot of Peyton Manning's Best Buy yeah, commercials yeah, yeah. on. Uh-huh. And they, they, he had a, uh, a dome-like sound room. It was real big. It cost like 1200 bucks to paint it for different yeah. colors for different events. And that sound, he had that, like you could say here, and shoot sound in different ways. Right, yeah. Well, it that's... That's a, a, you know, it's like the, the, um, tiled room at the old RCA studios. There was a tile room in the basement and they had speakers in there and they had microphones in there and they would just go in there and move the speakers around, move the mics around. And that was the reverb for all of the, that was like the, the Harry Belafonte and Johnny Mathis reverb, you know, yeah that reverb, that really lush, thick reverb was was uh, that makes sense. That's, okay. that's that there was a yeah. tiled room in the basement that they they ran lines what down there. What kind of tile do they use? Is it just, just like it was just that or? yeah, just like those one foot square bathroom yeah. tiles. Wow. The, the, okay. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. I, the I walls, the floor, the whole thing was tiled. Okay. So it's almost like a, a hospital right. room kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. And that's the, awesome. you know, and then that was their reverb chamber. Didn't know. Yeah, that's awesome. And then sometimes they'd go down there with a, 
mic stand and a blanket and move that around to just to like yeah. take up some you know whatever it's just just it's all then you're into just like playing right. around with it and see what does <laughs> what you know but that's great Stacy the answer is no I didn't get a ticket okay good did we yeah that's one of the reasons I don't it? like parking down no. my, we my, got here late and, uh. I had my wife dropped me off because I don't want to try and park down I was afraid I was going to have to park two blocks away and walk in the rain yeah, it's, yeah, because it just started raining when yeah. I got here at like seven. Thanks, bud. And my van doesn't fit in any of the parking garages. Oh, is it too tall? It's got ladders and stuff on top of it. Gotcha. Yeah. And even my Jeep won't go in. It sits three feet off the ground. You got it lifted. Yeah. Do you ever take it out and play in the mud? Yes. Okay. Some people get them lifted just to have them lifted. That's called a mall crawler. <laughs> <laughs> and we make fun of those Hi. people. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Um, so what uh, what holds near during the near future? Do you already have any plans that you're going to be working here or there? Or? Well, um, I'm doing the... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction for Sirius XM Radio at the end of the month. Oh, oh wow. that's awesome. Yeah, we're back in a, and there's a media room mm-hmm. that we work in and take, that, that we will set up a couple little stations and the, the VJs or the, the, the DJs would, um, will grab, you know, as the people come off stage performing, heading into this media room, uh-huh. they'll grab them and, and we'll put them on air. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now, and, and but you project it through... And we that goes through the internet back to Sirius XM's mothership in New York or Washington. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. So we've got these codecs that hook up to the internet, and we'll take... Now, for something like that, we'll take three or four, just to have backups and backups. And so, right. You know, because when you're... You know, and we have uninterrupted power supplies on everything, so we cannot go down. That's that really way, cool, though. That way it's on the fly. You're prepared. Yeah. How much of a delay is it from... Not hardly any at all. No, I mean, so. you can have a conversation with somebody and pretty normally. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. Uh, it's like, well, in 2020, uh, Sirius XM saved our bacon. We were producing 150 hours of Sirius XM programming from here. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, Jake at Midwest Broadcasting mm-hmm. set up three studios, and we're st- he's still doing some stuff over there. But wow. but we were doing three, 50, 50 hours a week in three studios of programming. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, well, their studios in New York and Washington were closed for Co- because cause, yeah, because yeah, they don't own the building, right? And the building owners closed the building. Gotcha. So they sent all their air talent codecs, and then so they were like, you know, Mark Goodman was in his bedroom, Mm -hmm. and Alan Light was in the kitchen. Right. And then we had Zoom calls that the the producers were on. We had a Zoom call for air, and then we had a Zoom call that was a production party line that we, so if the producer wanted to talk to us off air, he could talk to us off on that Zoom call. Gotcha. Right. So yeah. Yeah, he was able to get you right then and there. Yeah. And then we'd mix the show mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, guest would either call in on the phone or Zoom call and and we'd mix it and send it back to New York. Gotcha. So that's how I got through twenty twenty reasonably unscathed. Cause I had a week of oh crap, what am I gonna do? Everything canceled for the year. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because we were supposed to I go. Wish do, she was blessed with that. I mean, yeah, it, it, we really were because it just it was like we we the most people I know just now started going back to work. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You know, so. So it's it's funny because I work for Sweetwater's biggest competitor, so we all got <laughs> sent home to work. So that that saved my butt. They literally cut our training short to send us all home to work right when. COVID hit back in March yeah. of last year. So, yeah. So, I was able to weather the storm that way. But now I have Sweetwater recruiters trying to poach me. <laughs> you don't want to move to Fort Wayne. No, I don't. No. 
They want me to they, be an they engineer. They have a they have a very impressive facility though. Oh yeah, I love going up yeah, there. Yeah, it's like uh, I haven't <laughs> been up there yet. Is it? Oh, really? oh yeah, it's really God. neat. We went up there um, <laughs> for Gear Fest. Okay. Because oh, um, all my up. all of my vendors mm-hmm. show up there. All my manufacturers show up there. So I went up there for that, and like I got to hear Bob Clearmountain talk about producing records. Oh, that is wow. awesome. And and I always and I like I told you we our band we do a pretenders tribute mm-hmm. show well if you go listen to those pretenders records the only drums that's on the records is the snare drum okay the kick drum the hi-hat the ride cymbal it's like they're, they're just nearly non-existent right but there's a snare drum going whack 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 through the whole thing and i, <laughs> and, I and i know bob claremountain i forget which of those albums i said man what is with the it's like it's all snare drum there's nothing else and i say you're known for your great you know drum sounds and he goes Man, it was the 80s. Did you hear my Simply Red record? It was all snare drum. You know, like, you know, so I was like, right. that's just what we did. It was all snare drum. Huh. Wow. And the, you know, I was like, okay, that's I guess. Crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. See, man. I would have thought maybe it was, you know, more of a technical because, nope. you know, they only got a four-channel mixer or something. No, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was, you know, but you go, you know, when you go to events up there like that, you can, you know, they bring in, like, the big names. Yeah, big yeah. names to, you know, for seminars and stuff and from that respect it's really cool. Is it like a weekend thing or Usually. They have they have several different big events throughout the year. Yeah, mm. they're pretty Oh, you'll you'll yeah, what you walk into your little guitar <laughs> building down there and you go to Sweetwater. You'll be like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it." <laughs> but like my my wife bought me a new drum throne. Okay. And uh the drum throne didn't quite go up high enough because I sit really high when I play because okay. I'm tall. And the keyboard throne goes up like five inches higher. Oh. So I drove up there and traded it in for the keyboard throne. Nice. Because so they're basically the same thing. One just goes a little taller. Right. So that's works better for you. Yeah. So, but yeah. And they're nice up there, but, yeah. you know, I just, it's like I said, that's, well, it's, you know, when I was doing the Sycamore School, one of the, board members mm-hmm. comes to a meeting and throws me a piece of paper for a $1,600 amp that was like $4 over what I had to pay for it. He found on the internet. Oh my God. So I quickly went home and had that website shut down, but I'm like, you know, right. So that's, that's, you know, when you're in, when you, when you're selling stuff retail, you're fighting with the internet. That's just, Oh, yeah. absolutely. That's just, that's all, you know, you're fighting with the internet. So you got to make yourself into something besides just, just uh, price and getting what you want. Cause they, and they're shipping it for free. Right. I mean, yes. I have to eat yeah. a lot. I have to eat a lot of shipping just because they're like, well, no, such and such I don't want to pay shipping. for shipping. Yeah. And shipping's gotten stupid expensive. It yeah. Has. It has. They've slowed down just to charge us. You know, one of my, <laughs> the, the, the company that I buy my, cases from Mm -hmm. is up in northern indiana Mm -hmm. and they wanted to charge me more for the case to ship it to me than what than Than what what the case cost and i called them i said i can drive up there and back for sixty dollars yes wow yes and i so i did yeah i drove up there and picked it up as like you know and And still saved money and was two almost three hundred dollars ahead yeah yeah i'm like so you know it just yeah yeah it is it really is. If you're, you know, when you're in business for yourself, you just got it. You got to do what you got to do to get yes. it, the job done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes. Not everyone has that same tact. So, absolutely. Hey guys, make sure you get over and rate, review, subscribe, hit the like, share. We're all uh, wanting to talk to you guys, so comment on here and uh, yeah. And if you have any sound questions, if you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have any sound questions. Oh no, Stacy Stacy had one that said, Where do they play? Oh, they and don't I, they I don't, don't go to Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, is that from Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah. uh oh. Stacy. She's she's yeah. a hardcore she's Monday love. Yes. She's ah, on all of our shows. Okay. And Spencer, I'm not going to Sweetwater. They wouldn't pay me enough. So I should drive there. <laughs> after like, talking about it, it's like, it's like man, two hours yeah it's a good time go up have lunch yeah the foods are actually pretty good i don't know if i ate there the last time yeah i've eaten there a couple of times 
We're gonna have to make a road trip, aren't we? I've, I'm down. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm really broke right now, so that probably is bad for me because I'd be like, ooh, maybe I can finance it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they oh yeah, they'll they'll do that for you. <laughs> sure, they will. Get you in trouble. Uh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Miranda, you're walking back. The back seat's full. <laughs> <laughs> no, matter of fact, Miranda, just push. We're going to save gas money because I spent too much. You push, I'll go ahead and steer it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hi, guys. Hi, ladies. So, yeah. Um, so, at the end of the month, you have the big event. And then anything else planned for the Well, like few? I said, the band's playing Radiothon again at yeah. Sullivan Hardware, and that's the second Saturday in December. Okay. And that's always a good time. And uh, if you want to see some good music, come in. Plus, he's got a cafe there. He sells beer at the hardware store. So, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> you can go huh. have a beer and watch some bands and buy your Christmas decorations all at the same time. There you go. Bad. And, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I'm going to do a Louisville football game for Westwood One. Um, you know, just working. Working, working. All well, and working. then we got to get Sullivan's. Train Christmas stuff going at Seventy First Street store. Oh, because he's doing the Halloween stuff up at the North store. So then, you know, in probably a couple of weeks, we're going to be in full mode Christmas because yeah. they start right after Thanksgiving. Well, they have a lot of stuff. Don't yeah, they? so we've got to get a lot done in the next couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, churches, schools, just whatever I got to you know, whoever calls. Right, and the best advertising is word of mouth, but do you do any other advertising? Well, I have my Facebook, the T. Gregorick AV Consulting Facebook page, and if anybody, I, and I will give you my phone number, because mm -hmm. that's my business line, 317-418-4108. You have to say it three times. Three so. times, and then I, it sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> I do, mostly do commercial work. I don't do much residential work because I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I have done some depending on what it is. Right. You know, if it's new construction, I'm more likely to do it than not. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Fishing through walls and all that. Yeah. It's just... And I mean, I own a 130 year old house that I've fished wire through, so I know how to do it, but I just don't like to. Right. It, it's well, and you got there. some housewife chasing you around. Oh, you scratch the baseboards. You know, I, and she you, doesn't like the speakers and the TV that my husband put in the living room and, you know, all that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, for a short time, well, I, almost two years, I was a AT&T U-verse tech. <laughs> uh, so I was installing U-verse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's rough. That's well, hard work, I, too. I hung, oh, it was... I hung the first 108-inch plasma screen really in Indiana in a very wealthy man's house. Oh, wow. Uh, and I had to bring in big sheets of cardboard so we didn't scratch the slate, Whoa. the raw slate floor. Oh, wow. And we had to... Um, and the wife was hating this TV, just hating it. I'm like, hey, uh, but that's when that that thing cost. I think it was forty thousand dollars for that TV. Jesus Christ! Very wealthy. Yeah, Very dang wealthy. it. <laughs> well, he I'm owned, he owned business, a media Wyatt. company. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. Gotcha. Forty thousand dollar TV. Dang it. <laughs> dang. <laughs> What's the time, Joe? We are right there. I was actually getting ready to say something. We are at, right at the end of our time. Well, it's been lovely. It was fun. So and it's so much in. information. And I can't wait to pick your brain here in a minute. Uh, definitely, I'd like to you know, see he, what it he, takes. He charges for that? Yeah. <laughs> but, but for what we're... Well, I'm kind of like the drug dealer. I give you a little for free. A little then, for know. free and keep you coming back <laughs> yeah. for more. No, but for where we're aiming... Definitely sounds like the person I need to talk to for where well, we want to go. If you want to make a a good sounding room out of that room, yeah, yeah, awesome, definitely. Well, guys, we're at that time of the night. I gotta do our little spills for everybody involved. For anybody that needs any of your podcast needs, make sure to get a hold of Wyatt here at Wave One Media. He will take care of you. He will shoot you and get it 
posted live all at the same time. He's, he's a gangster of Wave <laughs> No, but seriously, Wyatt is a, is a great dude. He works really hard, and he will take care of any of your needs, video or podcast needs. Just get a hold of Wyatt here at Wave One Media. Yep. All the graphics, websites, the shirts, uh, anything if you need motion graphics. And now, hey, you looking for your band that's touring? I am the dude at the Thompson House. We're Indy's newest music venue. So make sure to get a hold of me at JK Multimedia Productions or at the Thompson House. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> as round, of my, round as I am, you think there'd be more air in her than that. Oh, my God. <sighs> <laughs> You're not right. Oh, uh, you know. You're not right. <laughs> Ted, thank you so much for oh, hanging thank out you. with us. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Seriously. Um, so much information. So much information. Uh so if you would hang out for just a minute. Sure. All right, you guys, everyone. It's come to the end again. Stacy, I wanted to say uh, hi. I love you. Hi, Stacy. Tell all the girls Miss I said you. hello. The monkey's on vacation. He's yes. in California starting a new music career. <laughs> um, he's, he's really trying. He's really trying and be looking out for the corn-fed memoirs or something like that. Who knows? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> So, uh, everyone, be sure to tune in next Monday. We will be live 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Not 8 p.m. 8 p.m. So, yeah, just keep in mind, all of you have hated, hated a, a Monday, Monday once or twice in your lives. So, so let, let Monday, Monday love, love you. you. See you guys. See you guys.